Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you like 11 wins, then hit that thumbs up like button. With John Adams, I'm Dave Hooker. It's time for the Ball Report <laughs> with John. Brought to you by Balls Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. Make sure you are subscribed as well. And John, had I told you in August that Tennessee would have won 11 games in the upcoming season, what would have been your one-word response? Drama. Speechless. <laughs> Speechless. No, I, I mean, I thought Tennessee would go to nine and three, and so you win a bowl game, you're ten and three. So that it's not that much of a leap, really. But that one game makes a big difference i thought nine win regular season was the ceiling for this team everything would have to go its way and a lot of things did go its way but it ended up winning 10 games so uh yeah i mean that's uh that's a big thumbs up for the vols and i don't think many people saw that coming not not 11 wins and i didn't and we talked about it before but i didn't see a win over clemson coming uh but I didn't see Clemson playing the way it did. I I don't know. It was like uh, Dabo Sweeney and his staff slipped back into reme- remedial coaching. Ouch. And it didn't go well. Ouch. Like he pulled NIL money at halftime. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like he he went out there and said, oh, my gosh, we'll, we'll never be able to play. I, I don't know if he thought he was playing Georgia or something. Like he had to be – this is desperate. We got to pull out of the stops. Hey, we're even going to let my son, okay, pretend to hold for a kick and then instead jump up and run an option. That's how desperate we are. Yeah, it it felt like they thought that they were the lesser of the two teams. And I don't know that many uh, fellow coaches or analysts would, would have said that from the get. I thought that 
probably going in roster wise one to 85 that Clemson was more talented. Maybe we've underestimated, maybe we underestimated Tennessee all along. I guess we'll, we'll see. Um, as far as Tennessee, Josh Heupel says the best is yet to come. And here's a guy who crows when things are going well. We know the repercussions of that. So I want to get your thoughts brought to you by Viles Automotive Group on Callahan. It's the epicenter of buying cars in Knoxville, right off of Callahan. Easy to find great selection and a service department that will treat you fairly. I give you my word, Viles Automotive Group. They want, they need, and they appreciate your business. Yeah. So, John, a lot of times, I don't know. A coach like Butch Jones might tamper this down, might say, well, you know, did the best we could sort of thing. We've got a lot of growing to do. Things went our way. Be a lot of ways to kind of level set, so to speak. But in this case, Josh Heupel says the best is yet to come. Strictly from a PR approach, and we'll talk about whether or not the best is yet to come, but what did you make of of what he said and, and tweeted out since the Clemson win. Well, I really think he was being genuine. I, I don't think he's a guy kind of guy that tries to manufacture a whole lot of stuff. I think he's very confident about where this program is headed. Um, he said things comparable to that before. Uh, he certainly didn't feel like the season was a fluke. And in fact, he is just getting started. I mean, he, Think how many times in the past, we don't hear it so much anymore by coaches because they're getting paid too much. But when they say, wait till I get all my players in here and you'll, you'll see something. Well, that's not what Josh Heupel did. He took uh, Jeremy Pruitt's players, uh, won seven games with them last year, and some of them are still around and he's winning even more with them. So the really good coaches do that. that. I mean, in every sport, the really good coaches, they go into a program and, yeah, they might want to have all their players uh, recruited by them and evaluated by them, and, and they want to uh, build their uh, – lay a foundation for a program. But the really good coaches win with what they have. That's always the case. And there's some exceptions, I guess. But Heupel did that. I think he's really confident. I, I don't know if he even Heupel – expected he would have a top five team this year though <laughs> and he very he very well might in the final rankings yeah i would think he they should be in in the top five and um i guess when i look at the the clemson game it's not that tennessee necessarily got a win it's it's kind of the way they uh, got the win, John. They got it without Jeremy Banks, who I think most people at the beginning of the season would have said is their best defensive player or one of the top two or three. They did it with a backup quarterback who completed a lot of intermediate and under, underneath stuff. I know there was the long one or Mel Keaton at the end. It just seemed if, – if I had to pick one word to describe the Orange Bowl, it was adaptable. It just it seemed like that Tennessee's program – was a step ahead of Clemson's on, on that Friday night in Miami. Yeah, I think the coaching disparity was very evident. And I don't like drawing a lot of conclusions from one game, but I thought Tennessee did a really nice job with quarterback Joe Milton. The way they started him out, uh, the plays they called, uh, they they got him going early where he was made some accurate throws and and you can, yeah. You know, one of the things about him, we always talk about the deep ball with him, but those tunnel screens and those 
quick hitch routes and the things he throws, he makes a difference. His arm makes a difference with those passes too because he gets the ball to the receiver so quickly. If they hold on to it, well, they've got a chance to do something with it. And, you know, receivers relish that. Uh, I, I just thought the contrast was so, so sharp between what Tennessee did for Joe Milton and what Clemson did for Cade Klubnick, its freshman quarterback, I just didn't think Clemson helped him at all. It basically said, okay, you got to win this game for us. Didn't do much. Didn't really try to work the running game in anymore. Will Shipley's a really good running back. Um, I didn't understand that either, but it it puts so much on Klubnick. Now, I think he's a talented quarterback. and He'll have a really nice career, but I thought he – he felt the pressure and was very uncomfortable from the outset in that game. It is way too early to predict the 2023 season. That's what I want you to do. It's brought to you by Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies on Maynardville Pike is convenient to uh, Maynardville residents, North Knoxville residents. You're going to love the food. You're going to love the family-friendly environment. You're also going to love the fact they got billiards, uh, they've got darts, they've got cornhole. So if the game gets out of hand and we've got NFL playoffs coming up, they got plenty of TVs to watch it, but you got to remember that you can do other things if the game gets out of hand and the food is awesome. Big Orange Phillies on Manorville Pike. So, John, what are realistic expectations as we sit here in January of 2023? Well, I, I expected Tennessee to be right back where it is this year, really, right uh, – possibly top 10 team. I see no reason why I can't win 10 games in the regular season. And that, that has more to do than just what Tennessee will return and what it's adding. I've looked at that schedule. It's a very accommodating schedule. See a non-conference schedule with four pretty much sure wins. Virginia's it's power five pro uh, opponent. And it's, uh, I mean, it could pass for a Mac team. There's not a lot going on there, certainly offensively with uh, Tony Elliott. Defense is okay, pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I don't see Tennessee losing any of those games. And you look at the other teams, Florida to me is uh, – I don't know that Florida can be that much better. Really odd situation. I won't, I won't dwell too much on the Gators, but I thought it would have its entire offensive line returning and, and two players, starters in the offensive line, are transferring. Now, that's – you don't see that so much you 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 got a first year coach you, it's a transitional year you get through that year the offensive line played better for florida i thought and had a long time and those guys are saying yep we're out of here we've seen enough of this that's kind of unusual so he signed some really good players owen some really good offensive linemen uh but i think initially i would look at that as a is a loss probably possibly in the swamp but then anthony richardson to my surprise, decided he's ready for the NFL. I don't think he is, but he does. So I'm sure he'll make plenty of money. But that to me, that puts him, that puts Florida under the gun and into uh, sign tr- uh, Graham Mertz transfer quarterback from Wisconsin. Ooh, that gets their opponent shaking. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. We've got to deal with Graham Mertz. We give up. No, I, I think Tennessee, that's a very winnable game and a chance for Tennessee and Josh Heupel to end another losing streak. You know, John, we 
we talk a lot about the NIL and how it has helped Tennessee being able to pay athletes through corporate sponsors, essentially corporate advertisers, people like off the sports. But we talk about how it helps get these guys, how it helps recruit these guys in some ways, which you're not supposed to do. But how about retain these guys? Uh, you know, I, if, if you're a guy like a Jacob Warren, who's going back and forth, you're looking at this situation and you're thinking there's no Princeton fan. I can come in and be a little bit more of the guy. And I'm making a decent living, I would think, off of some NIL arrangements. You hear him on the radio. You hear him on our YouTube channel. Please hit the like and subscribe button. And, John, maybe he decides to stay because he's doing all right. Um, that, to me, is a part of the NIL that I don't think you and I have discussed. I don't think I've really had that discussion with anybody other than the person in question. Yeah, I think uh, we really don't know where this NIL thing is headed. Amen. Amen. I mean, we're seeing the tip of the iceberg here, and we're seeing it impacting the game. But I think it's going to impact the game so much more in the years to come because uh, it's just this uh, new element that's thrown in, thrown in with the sport. And Okay, how do you deal with it? It's kind of complicated. And it involves so many different things. It impacts the players you have, the recruits you want, and the transfers you want. And I think it's just impossible to say. The only thing we have a pretty good read on, I believe, is Tennessee is one of those programs that can win with this. This is an advantage for Tennessee. And no matter how it plays out, but I think it ha- at least has will have the money. And ultimately won't be just about the money because other schools, the top echelon schools have the money too. It will be how wisely they use the money, just like we see it with the Major League Baseball teams. I mean, why are the Los Angeles Angels always near the bottom of the division when they're spending as much money as anybody? So you got to have more than money You've got to use it wisely. No, I, th- I think you bring up uh, a great point. I think the only thing we've learned about NIL is there are haves and have-nots. And Tennessee is clearly in the have category. I think that's about all we've learned. We've, we've seen the teams that can compete in that realm, and we've seen the teams that can't. And Tennessee is one of those that can compete with anybody in the nation. Yeah, and it's not a panacea. I mean, they're. I, I thought the bow, the Cotton Bowl with uh, Tulane and, and Southern Cal was an example of that. It, you can only guess. We don't know the the exact figure, but Southern Cal probably spent a lot of money putting that class together. Certainly, uh, getting Caleb Williams, its Heisman Trophy quarterback, to transfer from Oklahoma, uh, some money went down there. How much NIL money do you think Tulane has? <laughs> Not as much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can I get a burger? Eh, well, I don't know. We got to check with some people on that, and we'll get back to you. You might can get a burger, though, I promise. Uh, yeah, it's a small school, but basically no, very few boosters. Uh, yet Tulane kicked uh, USC's butt there in the fourth quarter and won a game that nobody really expected it could win. So they're going to be – there still will be those classic upsets. But game after game, season after season, long term, if you've got the money and you use it wisely, 
you're playing with an advantage. It doesn't mean you'll be have a perfect season, but it means you're going to win a whole more a whole lot more than you lose. No, I agree. And um, again, when you see the excitement around the program, uh, as far as a resurgence, um, who I mean, what other programs in the nation? could rival Tennessee. I know there is the South Carolina black eye and that night was just bad in a lot of ways, but I mean, who else out there when you look at the whole entire season is a rising star more than, more than Tennessee, Georgia's already a star, but who else out there is a rising star TCU, obviously. Well, yeah, TCU, but TCU was so down last year. But TCU hadn't been down for 13, 14 years. That's a good point. I mean, Tennessee in, in one 13-year stretch had eight losing seasons. Then Josh Heupel comes on board and everything has changed. And now we're 15 years. It's still that's a long, that's a long time. That's not a, you know, that's not flukish at all. When you have that many losing seasons during a stretch. Obviously, a lot's gone wrong, and it wasn't just a, a bad year or two. Uh, so that's why it seems so significant. Yeah, TCU was really bad last year, and now it's really good. But, uh, yeah, I think for Tennessee to be down so long, I mean, it, we kind of expected more downs. And we also lowered our expectations. I mean, how could you not? How could you not think, well, maybe Tennessee can be- get back to what Butch Jones did for a couple of years. Maybe can occasionally win and have a 10-game season. But I never expected it this fast to suddenly be right on the cusp of a, a top-five national ranking and certainly one that's deserved after the win over Clemson. John, you, you mentioned the – E-word expectations, and I want to dive in that. Remind everybody that Viles Automotive Group on Callahan has the car right there on the lot that you're waiting for, and I think Big Orange Philly's family-friendly on Maynardville Pike, and the food is fantastic, and they've got every game on that you could possibly imagine, NFL playoffs, here we go, and also the college football playoff. Um, Expectations. Can the E-word at all erode? some of the, the good vibes about Tennessee. You're already talking about 10 wins. I, you mentioned it a couple weeks ago. I'm on board with that. I think they can do that again. The expectations are going to be much different. Can that uh, erode this, this good vibe feeling in Knoxville? Well, the more you win, the more you're expected to win. And uh, you mentioned Georgia earlier. Uh, Georgia loses two games in a season now. Fans are disappointed. And that's just the way it works. But those are the expectations you want. I mean, you'd rather be in that position than saying, hey, maybe we go to the tax layer bowl this year. Do they still call the Gator Bowl the tax layer? Or is that just kind of a passing fancy that, uh, you know, it's temporary? Uh, well, I, I just, I, th- I, think yeah. they got rid of the, I think they got rid of that when they added the early filing period. it's good on a lot of levels go ahead continue yeah i i I think uh (laughs) tennessee fans as long as they've been down 
they don't look at this as a bad program. Mm. They look at it as, as though it's a program that's down because of a lot of incompetent people have been calling the shots. And that's how I look at it too. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying Tennessee is in the class with Alabama and Georgia and Ohio state and a few of those teams, but it's way better potentially. We talked about this before. When you sign a top 20 class, recruiting class, no matter what boob you have coaching or no matter how many games you lost last year or the year before or the year before that, when you do that, I mean, there's something something good there. There's a foundation there. And I think that's why fans see Tennessee that way. You just needed to get the right coach there. And I think it's uh, pretty amazing that Tennessee was able to hire as many incompetent coaches in succession that it did. You got to have, I mean, if you're really trying, uh, I'm not sure everybody could pull that off, but Josh Heupel's changed that. The expectations will rise. And I really think Tennessee is in a position with the right coach, the right staff, and the right leadership at the university to meet those expectations. It really changes an athletic department when your mindset and the question of the day is how can, as an athletic department, we win more football games as opposed to should there be two separate athletic departments and should you use Lady Vols or not? It is amazing the things you can accomplish when that is your mindset. They can accomplish your next ride and a great time at Vols Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. Check him out. He's John Adams. He's everywhere. The Knoxville News Sentinel. He's fantastic. He's fighting through a, a bit of a cold. So we appreciate that. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a production of Off the Hook Sports. We'll talk to you next time.